The Movie Hour, episode 221, March 6th, 2013. Just a small warning for everybody, there is a fair amount of swearing in the following episode, and a few spoilers. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome, everybody, to our latest and greatest episode, the Monica Bellucci Movie Hour Reloaded. In case you've forgotten, I am your host, Greg Maloney. I am also here, though, with my co-host, Brother James, everyone's favorite, Jeff. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Movie Hour. Hey, how's it going? It's good to be back. Yeah. 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 Jeff? It's, 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 it's been far too long. Is Jeff, I know you've, you've been, I know you've been, you know, the last person to cross the, the picket line here, but... We can only stand aside our, you know, our best friend of the show, Joaquin Phoenix, for so long, and then we just have to get back to the people, you know, sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Joaquin's got money coming in through his ears. We actually have to work for our money. Uh, I mean, no offense, Joaquin. <laughs> buy good Oscars, buy good <laughs> Oscars. Yeah, as everyone knows, we'll, we'll get into it shortly here. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix did not wean, did not wean, did, did not, not Joaquin. Uh, best, uh, he didn't want to. He didn't yeah. want to win. Yeah, he didn't want to win. He knows it's bullshit, and we know that too. It's just uh, last time I saw Joaquin after after the show, I think he was running away, saying that he was uh, gonna grow out his beard again. So we'll, hopefully he's okay wherever he is. It's, it's pretty thick still. <laughs> it's still running pretty good. Uh, but we're, we're back. That's the important thing. And the second most important thing is I have my Bell's beer, so I'm ready to ready to do the podcast. And I have my Girl Scout cookies, which I'm considering. That sounds like illegal. The mix is beer and Girl Scout cookies yeah. of like the age differences. I, I get it. That's funny. Um, but what's I'm I'm considering their Samoas, obviously, because those are the best ones. No, but they're not. I'm considering eating all of them by the time the show ends. I'm it's just in my head. I might do that. I might not, depending on you know how much uh, how much how we much, get. How many you got left? I have the, one sleeve's gone. One row's gone. So I'd have to eat ten. You know, I just realized that some of them come in sleeves and some of them come in trays. What's up yeah. with that? Yeah, that's 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 because cr- they know the Samoas are the best, so they only give you like fifteen. And Thin Mints, they give you like a thousand. And yeah, Thin Mints do come on the sleeves. Right, right. So anyhow, uh, Girl Scout cookies. If you you know live in the states, they're delicious. Samoas for the win. Um, willing to take your votes online at congapit.com. We'll see. But uh, the other thing that's happened since we've been gone, other than the Oscars, which we'll get to, uh, and there's been some other movie news we'll talk about, but uh, out of the movie realm is Jeff. Uh, friend of the show, current or sometimes guest host Joshua, a couple other people have mentioned I should watch House of Cards. I did start it. I watched the first two episodes, I think, two episodes. What'd you think? And it's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. I, I need to get in on this. Yeah, you'd love it, Jim. It's right up your alley. That's I really sure. think you would love it, Jim. Yeah. 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 Um, so just you know, take your time, James. It's there for you. you I'm know, a spacey that- guy too. I should I should jump all over it. I think Spacey's. I think Spacey's at his best here. I mean, it's not really? usual suspect Spacey, but it's it's like it, it's in that ballpark. It's like I the ref. Spacey's. It's <laughs> like the ref. <laughs> it is indeed. It's it's like the ref in so many ways. It's like Kevin Spacey in that stupid movie where he's like an alien or something. You never know. You think K-Pax is stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you think K-Pax is stupid? Okay. All right. That's it. So House House of Cards. Uh, I saw it. It's awesome. Um, I'm going to continue watching it for sure. So thank you, everybody that's recommended it, including Jeff and maybe anyone else that's out there that would like to stream it. You can catch it on Netflix, I guess. But enough of the fun. We got to talk about serious issues with Holly Hunter's Highwood Hoopla. And that is that is the Oscars. I was getting sick of all that fun. Yeah, enough fun. Um, Academy Awards happened. This was two weeks ago, and this was part of the reason why we didn't do a show last week, because we were standing in support of our uh, best friend of the show Joaquin Phoenix and his uh his dramatic dramatic uh failure I guess you would say uh more like the Academy Award, Academy's failure but apparently you know they think other people can act better than he can which I don't know Daniel Day-Lewis don't know if he deserved it maybe maybe not well we'll uh, gonna have to gonna have to think about that for a while Academy see how you feel with that but yeah, um, I know, James, you actually were in town for this, or no? Did you get back in town in time to I watch did, the Oscars? like, barely. I got in town, like, a half a day. Yeah. And in the morning, watch watched it at night. You watched the whole thing? I did. Interesting. So, you yeah, poor, actually, poor man. We, yeah, we had not talked about this previously, so I'm curious. Like, so, in terms of the show, what do you think? You know, the show wasn't bad. Um, it's Seth MacFarlane. Uh, Seth MacFarlane did a pretty good job, I thought. Um. 
in general, it's been one of the ones I've liked better, like in the last handful of six or so. So it's it's probably one of the better ones. Um, that being said, there was nothing extra special about this uh, year's Oscars. It was kind of pretty normal. There was no like you know actors doing little paragraph tributes to other actors when they're nominating them. Nothing special like that. No big epic speeches or anything you know everything was pretty normal i think Jody the most foster didn't go off on some sort yeah of no, there was none of that whatsoever um <laughs> save the whales that right kind of... um McFarland did a really good job i think he did a good job at poking fun at people without being just downright mean so i think he did a good job there um and he's sings pretty well so he, he was good for that portion of it um I think like the only noteworthy parts was Joaquim actually showed up, which kind of surprised me. I didn't think he would. <laughs> um, hey, hey! There was actually a tie in one of the categories, which I haven't seen in I don't know how long. Um, and then, um, yeah, I thought uh, Jennifer Lawrence's acceptance speech was pretty genuine, like a real person up there instead of just kind of a rehearsed type of thing. And she did fall on the way up there, so it's kind of funny too. But, uh... <laughs> so that's what you think real people are. You're, you're like you're like Superman. Like you just real people are weak and stupid. That's yeah, right, exactly. right, right. Like mere mortals are like that. She yeah. said she said um a couple times. Yeah. It, was, it was strange. Um, Argo did end up winning Best Picture, which like I said, yeah, yeah. like like Jeff said, this is true. And I saw <laughs> it, and it was 10. the it was the only one I had seen going into it, and it was a good movie. I don't know if it was Best Picture, but I don't know about the competition, so whatever. But. Uh, um, so the producing group got up there and Grant Hesloff is one of the producers with George Clooney and Ben Affleck. And he's, you know him from uh, True Lies. He was like the third member of the team that was always in the, uh, like in the headquarters. He was never in the van with those guys. He was the guy that's like, talked about the sand spider and it was scary. Yeah, he's the guy that's, in, he's the guy that's like the cameraman at the end. That's yeah, exactly. Him. So he was, he was, he did the talking and he was very classy and very cool. And he kind of set up. Ben Affleck to talk afterwards with like it was a kind of considered a big snub that he didn't get nominated for director so like he kind of like made sure he got his due and nice. then just kind of handed off the reins to to Ben who was at first was pretty like frantic and like kind of speeding through his uh his speech but uh ended up gathering himself at the end and kind of made some memorable comments I guess but like not a whole lot really happened this episode or this year's oscars so it didn't the stock if the stock were you know out there at 70 has it gone up or down after this i year? think it's holding steady like <laughs> buy sell they, like, they found a host even though he's already said he's not coming back they found a good host but risky, the performance risky. didn't do anything like nothing no weirdness happened no streakers no indian women like accepting on people's behalves nothing strange happened Mm. No, thank you very much, Mr. Roboto. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, did you watch any of it? No. <laughs> no, are you serious? One part was kind of interesting was uh, the orchestra was off-site. It wasn't in the front of the stage like normal. So they played live but piped in the music. That's really strange. Yeah, it was very strange. You could tell they had no idea what to do with the volume because their cutoff <laughs> music for um, like – for people speaking too long was Jaws and it was just loud as hell. <laughs> and it was <laughs> every time it was Jaws too. It's just like, really? That's what you're going to pick? Jesus. So, that's, that's fucking weird. Uh, just just wanna... They meant to do it like that at the beginning. I don't know. Second, second. Now a shark's going to eat you because you can't <laughs> stop talking, stupid. Uh, just two comments other than the Joaquin Phoenix, Daniel Day-Lewis head to head. Um, Christoph Waltz cannot be stopped. Apparently, no. I want to bring that up. Uh, this is this is Germany's new way of yeah. taking over the world. They're <laughs> breeding an army of waltzes. <laughs> He's well, actually Austrian, isn't he? What Wes is Anderson getting shot in the face, um, and you know, I guess Quentin won. Tarantino did win, and he was he was kind of animated like normal, like you'd expect. Yeah. He was on the border of being pompous, but saved himself. Is kind of funny, right? And then uh, I was hoping for an extra nod to Wreck-It Ralph for Best Animated, but didn't have surprise Pixar one surprise or Paranorman. That's what we were thinking there because you know they had two Disney you know, Disney owned films in right? front. It's uh, pretty intense. Pretty intense. Uh, I've seen quite a few of these surprisingly. Anyhow, uh, so the Oscars happened. In case you didn't, weren't watching two weeks ago, and you were hoping to hear J- John's John, is there a John on this show? No. Jim's. Uh, recollection of what happened since you know it's all kind of in its head he's kind of old so we yep. gotta we gotta yeah. keep 
to tell you how old I am, I have this other note that I took, and I don't remember what the hell it means. <laughs> Please read it. Do you have it? Christopher Plummer Sound of Music intro. That's all I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently he was in it saying Edelweiss. Talk about, talking about Sound of Music? Because yeah. no. they, they were attributing the, the musicals during the show. So. Oh, right. Right. Okay. So, so the something only... happened in regards to that, and I don't know what. There were, uh, a, you know, week to week, there are thousands, if not more, rumors and things going around about who's in what movie and what movie's getting off the ground, etc. And usually we don't talk about many of the rumors. The one thing that actually isn't a rumor that's been confirmed that sounds like a lot of fun, or at least something we can make fun of, is apparently how Harrison Ford is in the new Acreman movie, which I, when I read that, I was like, okay, this is kind of hilarious. How the hell did Harrison Ford end up in this movie? I don't know. It's, it's got a lot more class than the next Indiana Jones movie. I can right! That. Oh shit! So Harrison Ford's Speaking which Carrie Fisher just acknowledged that she's going to be in the next Star Wars. Yeah. She's a lot like she, isn't she officially bipolar at this point? Was it Carrie Fisher or the other Carrie Fisher? Like she's she's got problems. Um, let's hope let's hope for the best. best. From what I understand. Speaking of, I found a new game. Uh, Josh, our frequent guest host, uh, apparently on Wikipedia you can go through and see the races of the Star Wars universe okay. lit by you know uh, A to Z scenario, and they go through. I think it's like A to E, you know, F to whatever. And we were going through it. Only certain races have pictures because all the other ones are like from books and stuff like that. And there was a uh, uh, one in the R's that I kept on going through, and it was a bounty hunter. And Josh knew it was a bounty hunter. He could not guess for the life of him that it was Greedo, which apparently Greedo is a Robidian or something like that. That's the race of Greedo. Just just thought you guys might want to know. Jesus anyway, Christ. Yeah, that's a terrible story. I know. But... <laughs> And actually, I think it's wrong. It starts with an R, but I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is. Anyhow, uh, that's a fun game if you're bored trying to guess. I'm sure it was Romulan. It's, it's a Romulan. That's what it is. But um, yeah, anyhow, I thought that was hilarious. I'm happy Anchorman 2 is happening. Like, I think anybody that's a Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell fan, which I know and this show might be a little few and far between, but Anchorman's kind of like, I don't know, the pillar of... Uh, it's his crown jewel. Yeah, it is. It is his crown jewel, and so we'll see the second movie coming out soon. So, anyhow, last thing to bring up: Iron Man three had their first like uh, full feature trailer uh, released, and we have all seen it. I thought it looked, I thought it looked interesting. I, I was kind of after you saw the teasers from the the Super Bowl trailer, like the thirty second one there. Um, I get the feeling that it was a lot of like the Dark Knight scenario where everything's just falling apart for him. This trailer looked a little different. Like it gives you more of a feeling that, yeah, there's just another bad guy is kind of what it seemed like. And now instead of um, some random guy after his weapons, it's like the like the government or something. You don't really get an exact feel for it. But what do you guys think after seeing it? Yeah, I was trying to figure out because uh, I kept showing guys suiting up in you know various suits of armor, and I couldn't decide if they they were the good guys or the bad guys. Like. I actually had a hard time following the trailer a little bit. Like, are these supposed to be against him? Is he preparing for a fight? So it was just kind of funny. Right. But uh, overall, I don't know. It um, doesn't seem to have the same you know, levity as the other ones, but I don't know. I don't There's... know what to make of Iron Man at this point. The second one wasn't amazing or anything, so my hopes aren't as high as they would have been for the second one. Yeah, I think the character's really good, but I, this the the idea doesn't seem as as good. I, who is this villain, by the way? The Mandarin. Yeah, yeah he's, sure. Well, I, he's big in Iron Man lore, but I don't know him. Like I wasn't a big Iron Man fan back in the day. He is a genius scientist and a superhumanly skilled martial artist. I don't. However, his primary sources of power are ten power rings that he adapted from the alien technology of a crashed spaceship. Okay, that's I was gonna make, say martial arts aren't. Gonna, I think that's Iron Man. Yeah. I think martial artist, Iron Man. <laughs> Who do I choose? Hmm. Yeah, you see the, the rings are in the trailer. Yeah, so. I do remember him twiddling yeah. his fingers. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Burns. Yeah, you will, you will see a lot of that, I'm sure. It looks like he's trying to do some kind of like speech delivery that's kind of unique. I don't know if you picked up on that at all watching the trailer. Like are elongating words and stuff when he was talking. You're talking about Kingsley or? Uh, Kingsley. County. Yeah. I think you're right. He did the, like I wasn't sure it was him when I heard it. So yeah, I think I think that sounds accurate. Um, yeah. So I, Pierce, I spied in there too. I don't know. I thought it was a guy Pierce look like. That's kind of what I got a feeling. I don't know yeah. if it was actually him. Um, I, I guess we could easily get the interns on it to, to find out. But screw the interns. 
Yeah, fuck the interns. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, the last, I guess the last thing I want to talk about was just coming up this weekend, uh, Dead Man Down, which I have no interest in. I'm happy uh, Numi Rapash or Rapashi, whatever, however you pronounce his name, is uh, doing more work. But, I thought it was uh, Rapace. Rapace. That is Guy Pierce, by the way. Nice work. Good work, interns. Uh, <laughs> that comes out, but also Oz, uh, the Great and Powerful, comes out. Jim, the Oz Great and Powerful. You going to go see it? Oh, that's a tough Looking one. At you, buddy. Wizard of Oz fan. This is a prequel, right? Like, am I crazy? Yep. Yes, it is a prequel. Um, although Ridley Scott says it's not a prequel. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. I like the female side of it, but not the male side of it. So it's it's you mean weird. The actors and actresses attached. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I'm, not, I'm not a big Franco fan unless he's playing. A... I was gonna say I thought you were the Franco fan. Oh, no, I'm not the Franco. We've had this discussion. I like him <laughs> I when he's I'm a pothead. That's fan. about it. I think I like Franco fan. Franco. Uh, yeah. Franco. <laughs> I'm a Franco. Franco. I'm Franco. <laughs> but yeah, if he's a pothead, I'm all for him. Otherwise, I'm not real convinced he can act yet. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting looking. Um, at the very least, it might provide a couple hours of escape, which I'm always game for. It looks beautiful yeah exactly sam directing could who, be who directed it sam raimi oh did he okay yeah which is interesting there's um, gonna be a bruce campbell Camp- Camp- by yeah. the way bruce campbell yeah okay so good and um, we're talking about this there is gonna be a bruce campbell cameo Do yeah he's he's said bruce campbell uh flying monkey every i don't know if it's every year but bruce uh, campbell- winky gatekeeper there we go found him yeah nice like i know that guy from the original if it's the same guy if he's playing <laughs> that character that's awesome um, that's a horse of a different color exactly Bruce Campbell will come in to uh, like Royal Oak yearly and do like an army of darkness or evil dead like intro kind of thing and meet the fans scenario and because you know he's a local local guy so I, I, I saw the trailer for evil dead and I swear they were referencing the plant rape scene yeah I think they do yeah Naturally. I really think they do. Um, and evil yeah and the original evil, evil dead yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow um, right so enough of that stuff Let's talk about uh, some movie reviews, some stuff we've done in the last couple of weeks. I know we've caught a lot of things beyond House of Cards. So um, I guess, Jim, Jeff, which one do you guys want to start? Jim can uh, start. I can Jim's start. Um, I p- went on a surprise double header to, uh, this past weekend and uh, ended up seeing Silver Lang's playbook as the second part of that. And um, Tell everybody what the first part was. Oh, Die Hard. I went to go see <laughs> the Die Hard. Took my mom out for her birthday. Decided we weren't hungry afterwards, so we went to went right back in the theater, saw another movie, and then went up to dinner. I just love how like it's got to be pretty an emotional roller coaster from Die Hard to Silver Linings Playbook. Like that's <laughs> not particularly, yeah. Die, <laughs> Die Hard is pretty monotone as far as a a. Uh, Do you a, agree with my assessment of Die Hard? Do you remember what I said? Um, I don't remember the specifics, but uh, I definitely just how it's missing a villain. Like the villain's not good in Die Hard in the new Die Hard. Like really, it's not all that different. Yeah, that one guy tried to ham it up a little bit, but he he seemed more like a lackey than the villain. Exactly. Yeah. Like there was the villains were not there. And I remember asking you about the girl with the in the bikini, and they totally cut that scene out. Apparently, it's in the trailer, but it's not in the movie. (laughs) They they show like a split second of it in the very beginning. They just show her like starting to unzip her motorcycle suit, but in the trailer, like they show her step out of it and stuff, and she's like nothing basically. Yeah, so it was just kind of funny. Anyway, um, but yeah, that that wasn't very good. Um, but Silver Mining Playbook, um, also out in theaters right now, uh, Oscar nominated. Um, it's about a guy named Pat who returns home from six months in a mental hospital. He was uh, ordered to go there by the courts after uh, beating a man to death who he had found having sex with his wife in his house. Well, not to death, sorry, near death. Jesus, I was going to say, like, they let him go they, after all that? Like... Yeah, they beat, he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and uh, so... He serves his minimum time, and his mom decides to go check him out of the mental hospital, even though the doctors are like, yeah, I'm not sure he's ready yet, but you know, we can't do anything if you're going to check him out and take custody of him. So he has to move in with his parents, and he's very pumped up. Uh, he's trying to do a, the healthy lifestyle because he believes that'll keep him you know, healthy attitude. Turns out he had an undiagnosed uh, bipolar disorder. Um, so he's pr- he's still prone to some volatile reactions to stuff. Uh, certain things will key him off every once in a while. So he's still a little unstable, but for the most part, he's pretty functional. Um, and his big plan is to win his wife back and get his old job back. And in the beginnings of this plan, he is introduced to a girl named Tiffany who is getting out of major depression from uh, her husband dying. And these two hit it off. 
but yet he's still intent on pursuing his wife and the the movie kind of explores where that goes and whether or not Pat will be able to, you know, jump back into society here as an active member type of thing. Um, the, the movie does a pretty good job. Um, the four actors in it all got nominated for Oscars. Uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who ended up winning for Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Bradley Cooper plays the lead character, Pat. And then De Niro and uh, Jackie Weaver play the parents. They both got nominated. All of them do pretty good jobs. Uh, enjoy the work. Um, kind of had all of them running the gamut of emotions. Big fan. Yeah, so they, they definitely had you know the big scenes to pull these pull this off um i think the real credit goes to writer director david russell for this film um he did a really good job of balancing a playful humorous look at the disorder while still giving it like the dramatic attention of you know seriousness that it deserved there's times where you're laughing at things that they're doing and there's times where you're cringing and you know like Oh my God, is somebody going to get hurt type of reactions? And like they poke fun at disorders and dysfunction in general, but like not just with him, but with, you know, other people, other characters in, in the movie. So I think they did a really good job of, of doing that. In fact, I think that was one of the key things the movie works or makes the movie work is they kind of made the movie about a guy who happens to be bipolar instead of about making this about you know, a movie about, you know, the disorder itself. So that was, right. I, that was key. He does a pretty good job on his past movies too. Like yeah, he he's did, got an interesting, I heart Huckabee's the fighter and three Kings, which is underrated. I know we've talked about it before, but yeah, he's got an interesting collection. He's starting to build there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Um, the only part I didn't care for, it wasn't too bad though, was it wrapped up a little too nicely for my taste, considering the mood of the film and how messy the lives and, relationships were going but uh, other than that uh, it was it was good and i enjoyed it and you should go see it is it good to know that chris tucker's still alive apparently he's in this movie uh, <laughs> he's he's pretty good at it actually he's uh he's does a he fun. look old he looks older definitely you can see some change i wouldn't classify him as old just yet but uh, yeah wow. he... okay but like what a normal human being yeah you guys he looks old for me he looks like a young buck <laughs> right I, i'd ask him to mow my lawn how <laughs> would you like to mow my lawn <laughs> but uh yeah it was, it was good and tucker played uh like a fellow um mental health yeah basically fellow bipolar guy awesome good job chris tucker so uh jennifer lawrence deserved the oscar um compared to what i've seen sure why not i haven't seen a lot so. perfect good answer <laughs> good answer like a resounding yes yes performers maybe say no so i'll go with that for now so um like this movie's got tons of acclaim obviously and it sounds like you liked it but did you like like it or do you just like it um like if this is middle school did you like like it or no i think i like liked it do you want to kiss it do you want to pause it i like liked it you like liked it yeah wow <laughs> that is so cute yeah all right very cool okay so i've got a movie that i did not like like okay. um that I'll, I'll start with and then jeff can wrap up on the movie reviews he'd be anchor because he's the best right I jeff am the best i'm, th- I'm yeah. glad i'm glad to start really finally getting the uh <laughs> respect i deserve here uh so i ended up going seeing the the blockbuster jack the giant slayer movie it is showing in 3D and IMAX 3D in the theater near you, in case you're interested. I saw it in 3D, basically because it fit my time slot. Um, I did not see an IMAX 3D, in case that matters. But anyhow, um, Jack the Giant Slayer, which, as you've seen from the trailers... And I can't cast, believe you went and saw that. Oh, dude, I totally did. <laughs> um, compared to like what else was out, I'm like, I want to see a movie that recent it's a brian singer movie so i'll be able to talk about that etc anyhow um so the movie follows the fairy tale of jack and the giant beanstalk and uh him going up the beanstalk and you know killing giants and you know running around but in the fairy tale there were quite a few different things that happened in this movie uh jack is a peasant like he is in the, the fairy tale and his uncle sends him out to go sell like the horse he has to get some thatch for the roof, whatever. He's supposed to go get some stuff and he ends up with beans. Same scenario in the same scenario, different, different, uh, damn kids. Yeah. Damn kids. Like Anyhow, I've heard this story before. So what you get in this is in the beginning, they lay out kind of a la like Hellboy two or, 
um, other movies where in like the first three minutes they lay out like what happened in the past and like this whole story tale discussion or fairy tale story discussion um, about how giants at one time actually had gotten down to earth or to whatever the planet they live on and invaded and they pretty much follow the story about um, they invade and there's a giant fight between humans and giants and apparently there was some dark magic thing that happened where the humans like took the heart of a giant and forged a crown out of it and the crown had a magical power to control the giants who knows why that's just what happened um <laughs> sounds like so, the giants are there, guys. so yeah so the they forged this crown the king wears the crown and tells the giants to leave and then they cut down the beanstalk and you know you know uh fairy tale becomes myth or myth becomes legend whatever and what stories become myth whatever so that's forgotten about but it's in stories and people think okay maybe it's still alive including jack jack's kind of he believes in fairy tales so why not um on the other side there's there's not only jack there's uh isabel who is the princess who is also raised on these same stories and she has the wanderlust of every princess in any other movie where she doesn't want to be you know arranged marriage and trying to figure out what's next for her life and she escapes runs into jack um hijinks ensues and these magic beans that jack wasn't supposed to get wet get wet and a beanstalk grows and, and they isabel, multiply isabel gets taken i wish i wish uh isabel gets taken up uh, in this house up the beanstalk and ends up getting captured by giants and that's you know the movie starts so let's see anybody that would go see this movie would probably be going to do it just to have, you know, popcorn movie, have a good time. And that's what you'll get. You'll get that out of this. Like it's it visually, I saw it in 3d, like the 3d wasn't anything special, but it was visually entertaining. It was, um, the writing is surprisingly bad, even for a movie like this, for instance, um, Stanley Tucci, surprise, surprise is the bad guy. I was going to um, ask you about him. Right, so you have Ewan McGregor, who plays, like, the head of the King's Guard scenario, and Stanley Tucci, who is, like, the advisor to the king, who's always the bad guy. All right, so it's uh, not a giant. I wonder yep. if history was like that, like, because <laughs> if it were, the king should just kill the, every advisor, like, okay, bring the next one in. Who wants to be my him. advisor? You're dead. Um, so, yeah, so his plan, for some reason, Stanley Tucci wants to um, go up, he, he steals the crown and these magic beans that were buried with the king that, like, made ended the war years ago and the magic beans somehow end up in Jack's hands, but the crown is in Stanley Tucci's hands. And when this stock gets created, <laughs> Stanley Tucci and a team of elite soldiers with Ewan McGregor and Jack, because Jack has to go. Give um, him the goddamn beans. <laughs> magic beans. <laughs> Give me back my beans. Yeah. <laughs> so, they climb up this thing. Uh, Tucci, uh, was actually in search of the beans because he knew uh, that they were stolen from him after he stole them, and he thinks Jack has them. So him and his henchman, played by Ewan Bremner, uh, address Jack. Like, spotting. Yeah, yep, exactly. Address- so you think Jack owns the beans to yeah. Stanley Tucci or the original owners? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> question. So anyhow... They pull Jack aside and they threaten him like, okay, you know, we're going to kill you. We're going to kill your uncle unless you tell us where the beans are. And this is while they've already climbed up the, the beanstalk. They're on this like mysterious island in the middle of the clouds. And there's only like six of them left. There's Ewan McGregor and two soldiers and then the two bad guys and Jack. So they pull Jack aside and say, okay, give us the beans. We're going to you know, kill you. We're going to kill your uncle. Don't scream. Don't say anything, whatever. So he gives them the beans, but Jack hangs on to one because that's what Jack does. And then later on, the group split where one of the guards goes with the two bad guys and Jack goes with the two other guards. And Stanley Tucci does like the, you know, slit across the neck, keep your mouth shut kind of movement. And then they split up. And like, how the hell does Jack not say anything as soon as they're two feet away? Like, hey, uh, that guy over there, he's going to kill everyone. Because he did the... Did you not know anything? Have you never seen a movie before? Right. uh, Like, people will die, Greg. I just it was it's a promise it was killing me okay so moving past the, the glaring story issues visually this movie is interesting it's cool um I think Brian Singer I don't know man I'm like I think I've lost complete faith in Brian Singer I don't know how you guys feel really? about was it the X-Men movies that did I, it well you've got usual suspects and app pupil which are amazing yeah um, both good yeah yeah and then after that yeah 
Like yeah, I know he's not a lot of producer because I really enjoyed Superman Returns. But... Yeah, I, Superman Returns not so much, <laughs> which I can't respect at all. I did way. like I did oh. like Valkyrie. Valkyrie wasn't bad. Um, and I'll, I'll give him some props for that. But I don't know, man. I, I just he's yet to impress me. Uh, so anyhow, one thing that I'll say that's funny and was probably worth the admission I paid was at some point toward like you know the, obviously some of them get captured by giants which includes Ewan McGregor and this other soldier, uh, excuse me, uh, the other soldier guy who I'm trying to remember who plays him. Not was Ewan. it Ian McShane? No, he was the king. No. It's probably no. Eddie Marson. Yeah, it was Eddie Marson. Um, and Eddie Marson's like being held up by uh, the lead uh, giant who I think was, I'm trying to remember who voiced him now. It was the guy that's also... Uh, in the Underworld series. What is that guy's name? Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy, who also does ah, okay. Dave Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. Apparently, he's Warwick a... Davis was in this. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. He does like a little play thing. Anyhow, um, pretty much the best line in the movie is when uh, Eddie Marson's character just goes, piss off, giant, when he's about to get eaten. And it, I, it is just, out of all the other shitty things that happened in that movie, <laughs> Just a guy telling a giant to piss off was the funniest thing ever. Uh, it was like I'm giggling and everyone else is like, "Oh, he just got eight. and I'm still laughing. Like just. <laughs> anyway. There's a great name in the actual. There's a Hattie go to bed in this movie. Hattie go to bed. Yeah. Don't sounds remember. like a Bond girl. Yeah. <laughs> it um, they also it's inappropriate because she, apparently she plays little girl. <laughs> other thing i will mention just for the sake of the fairy tale is they make fee five fo fum all different names of bad bad uh giants so it's Ooh, fee, how clever i saw four that giants, four things yeah it's in the trailer or something too i that think but um anyhow for this film so that was that movie if you're gonna go to the movies soon um i would just wait for wizard of oz i'm sure it's also gonna be visually entertaining with a little more i don't That's know Davis performance or no uh, Warwick Davis plays, uh, he pre- pretty much is doing the fairy tale, uh, play in front of like in the town square market scenario. He's educating uh, the audience. Yeah. He's educating the audience. And that's when, uh, Jack and the princess first meet. So, you know, there's that, but no, uh, they did not let, uh, Warwick Davis off the acting leash as you know, he could have been, he could have showed some range, but they did not, they did not allow it. So anyhow, moving on, uh, Jeff, do your thing. All right. Um, well, I saw I saw two movies. Um, guess I'll start with. Um, I'm gonna start with Butter. I saw Butter. Are nice. you familiar with this at all? This is sounds familiar. Be, I thought this was supposed to be. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember. I just know Hugh Jackman was supposed to be in it. Hugh Jackman was a was a small role, and it actually has a pretty star-studded cast: uh, Jennifer Garner, uh, Ty Burrell of uh, Modern Family fame. Uh, Olivia Wilde plays a dirty, dirty stripper in this, and that's enjoyable. Nice. Um, Rob Corddry is actually – I thought Rob yeah, Corddry was like one of my favorite parts. Alicia Silverstone was really good in Ashley it as Green's well. Ashley too. She's hot too. Ashley Green is cute, but uh, not like Olivia Wilde, let me tell you. Um, but this uh, no um, – Podcast. This was uh, – <laughs> this was uh, – it was a pretty good movie. Um, it was like it wasn't like mind bending or anything like that. Uh, it was you know it was a movie about if you've seen any of the trailers, basically it's a movie about competitive butter carving in yep. uh, at Iowa State fairs, and um, it's sort of about like the first family of butter carving. Uh, Ty Burrell's character is is like the 15 year reigning champion uh, butter carver, and he decides well he's sort of like compelled to, like step down and let somebody else get a shot, and his wife is like sort of obsessed with the idea that um she is like that this is our, their family's calling and that it's going to like slingshot them to bigger things like she's kind of obsessed with the idea of like the governor's office and um so she decides to take his take up his mantle meanwhile this uh this very talented young uh african-american girl who's like 10 years old and has just been uh like Foster adopted, I guess, by Rob Corddry and Alicia Silverstone, who are like nice white people, I guess, is the way to put this. <laughs> like they're like they're just very white, but they're like super nice. Um, and by the way, like I said earlier, Rob Corddry plays like a perfect semi awkward dad. Uh, like he has to play like the straight man for once in a way, but so, like... yeah, sort of like he, he's like he like is 
in like what's, he he like tells bad jokes and stuff like he but he I really I don't know I think that Rob Corddry might actually be a pretty good actor it, based on this movie I, I right. was very impressed. so um yeah this girl uh, Yara Shahidi play, plays plays uh, plays that character and she she was pretty excellent actually I was pretty impressed not like Beast of the Southern Wild impressed but pretty impressed uh so um. Yeah, so she also wants to enter this butter carving competition, uh, which her foster parents are like, yeah, really? Because it's a little rednecky. Like, you want to do that? And so, so they, but they do it, um, and she carves like she basically wins. She she uh, she crushes it, and uh, Jennifer Garner, who plays uh, who plays the wife, it just goes bananas, like just like really unhappy about the situation, and just takes it way too seriously. And it's just sort of a movie about like. Um, I almost want to say that Jennifer Garner is kind of the main character and she sort of is just somebody, we all know this person who takes their little corner of life way too seriously and like, and, uh, sort of believes that something that really isn't important is like the be all end all. And it's, it's, she's pretty good at it too. What's the con, like, is the conflict the competition or does the competition like happen, but it's okay. So the competition happens, uh, like midway through Mm -hmm. the movie. That's, and then the conflict is that she, she, that Jennifer Garner cannot accept the results of the competition. And so (laughs) it kind of goes ballistic about it. Um, and it's uh it's 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 there are definitely some laughs uh it's it's a charming movie like i'm not stamp of approvaling like you know don't right. like rush out to get this but if it you know it was it was free on netflix streaming like it's it's worth worth a watch there's there's uh, some charming moments for sure and again olivia wilde plays a dirty dirty stripper so <laughs> last question Kristen shaw hilarious Kristen Shaw plays a very, uh, very short, uh, small role, very similar to her Flight of the Concords role. Um, definitely a couple of chuckles, like <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, a couple of chuckles. I don't know why she's so funny. Like, God, have you seen the Kristen Shaw as a horse thing? I've seen some of it. Yeah, like it's. Oh great. my God, it's amazing. <laughs> Listeners, if you have not seen Kristen Shaw as a horse, YouTube Kristen Shaw as yeah. a horse. It's the it's it's crazy. It's um, crazy. <laughs> So what's the other movie? What's the other movie? Ah, the other movie. Yes. I saw Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff would not have seen Battleship. There must yeah, be how did this happen? Uh, it was on HBO streaming and it was Sunday morning. And I like basically like as almost a dare said, hey, Raysa, do you want to watch Battleship? And she was like, I will if you will. And so we did it. Oh, <laughs> the journey of shame together. It was... It was awesome, guys. I, I don't know why this movie gets such a bad rap. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, as we know, box office gold. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alexander Skarsgård was in the first half until he died. Oops, spoiler alert. Uh, Is Liam Neeson in the first 10 seconds till he dies? No, 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 no. Liam oh. Neeson's a full movie thing. All right, no so shit. Let, me, let me give you a brief rundown. Okay, believe it or not, at the beginning of the movie, Taylor Kitsch is kind of a bad boy. Uh, you know, really just uh, kind of floating through life, doesn't know what to do. But his brother Alexander Skarsgård is in the Navy, and after being arrested for uh, breaking into a like Seven Eleven type place when it's closed, must not have been Seven Eleven then. But uh, if, and, and stealing a burrito for this girl that he wants to impress, Brooklyn Deck, who by the way is really attractive. I don't know if you guys have seen her, but uh, yeah. just just a knockout. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, he goes to jail. And when he gets out, he uh, basically they do like a six months later, or two years later or whatever. And he's in the military. He's in the Navy with his brother, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, and uh, they're doing like this big Navy reenactment or Navy naval. What's it called? Like a naval exercise with like all the NATO true, like the NATO war country. games. Is it war games? It's yeah, it's war. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing this thing. And like part of it is that they, they, it starts off like so the movie starts again, basically. And there's this soccer match. And of course, Taylor Kitsch is like the best one on the team. But he's you know, like this Japanese guy kicks him in the face in the last seconds. And like he he, he he's all upset and he, and he like screams, screams at everybody until he gets the penalty kick. And then he skies the penalty kick over the thing. He doesn't really play by the rules. I don't know if you're familiar with this type of character. No, um, this is okay. the first time. So I'm yeah, really so, excited. So he, you know, um, and uh, turns out that girl that he was trying to impress, Brooklyn Decker, get this, uh, becomes his girlfriend, but is like the admiral's daughter. What? 
so and Liam Neeson is the admiral, and the and, and so he wants to he he wants to propose to to the daughter, but he, he's afraid to talk to Liam Neeson because Liam Neeson doesn't like him because you know he he's kind of an old man, he's sort of old school, and he likes guys that play by the rules. And I don't know if I mentioned it or not, Taylor Kitsch doesn't really play by the rules. <laughs> so conundrum does does Rihanna play by the rules? Where's Rihanna? Rihanna role? Sometimes plays by the rules. Um. So, so, so they start this military exercise. Uh, he's about to be discharged because he gets in a fight with the Japanese guy that kicked him in the face. Like later on, that I, was real. I thought you were kidding about that. No, no. <laughs> that happens. I would never joke about battleship. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. So he's about to be discharged. He's like, "Well, you're gonna go out." Yeah, Liam Neeson's like, "You're gonna go out on this thing, and then when you come back, you're gonna be discharged." But you're the smart. You're one of the smartest cadets I know, and you're just so stubborn. And like, uh, yeah, that happens to discharge you. That happens in Star Trek too. Yeah, it happens all the time. And uh, anyway, so um, so Taylor, so they go out, and then there's like this meteorological event. And uh, get this, it's aliens, all right? The, the aliens come down from, from space um, because we've been calling them. Do you remember like uh, – like no, they were just crystal skulls. They, they, okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you remember like four or five years ago they found that planet um, that uh, – it, like it's you know it's like whatever, a billion light years away. But it, they, they found that it's like the right size and the right like to have an atmosphere. Like it's possible this planet would support life. Do you guys remember this? It was yeah, like, wasn't it? Yeah. So, like, sort of based on that, there's, like, this little side story that, like, we set up this giant uh, communications device to, like, beam them information. And now they're coming for us. Bad move. <laughs> right. received. Oh, that's great. So, um, so yeah. So, um, the the, fo- the following scenes are basically, like, it's basically all ripped from Independence Day. Um and uh, they have these like massive like water slash airships that that fly around and that like the <laughs> the great scene is that like all the communications devices have been shut down, but there are these um these buoys like that are strategically placed like weather buoys I guess, and the Japanese guy who winds up on the same boat obviously is Taylor Kitsch. Um, uh, there, there's only like one boat inside this like dome that the aliens set up. The Japanese guy explains to him how to set up like this grid of buoys as like a way to figure out where the enemy ships are as they're coming. <laughs> Is that like nice. A one and A three? Exactly. So they're playing Battleship for a minute, nice. and you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Do they I, say the line? Some sunk my no, Battleship. I'm, I'm waiting for it, uh, but they didn't. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> Were the buoys like red and white pegs? They kind of were, yeah. Uh, it really looked like a battleship. It was like the blue grid. It, it really, yeah. It was obvious. Awesome. They did not hide it. So, uh, turns out, yeah, aliens there. The aliens. It, this always pisses me off for some reason. The aliens are virtually the exact same as human beings. Like they look just like human beings, with like a couple of small little things. Like they've got like these spiky beard things and weird fingers. And like, okay, like well, the aliens aren't humanoid. People don't. People always, don't get it. Yeah, always pisses me off to see like. Like, not just humanoid, but, like, supremely humanoid aliens. Like, how right. fucking arrogant are we that we think that, like, anyway. So, uh, moving on. And, or, and, and moreover, how uncreative are we? So, <laughs> right. Hey, man, I saw, I bet I had better writing. I thought this movie was good. There. Yeah, it was really good. So, um, there are a couple of really great, like, it's basically just, like, movie trope after explosion after movie trope. Like, there there, there are a couple of great things. Obviously, Taylor Kitchen, the Japanese guy, become best of friends. Uh, you can be my wingman anytime. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was virtually <laughs> the exact same thing. Um, I don't like you because you're dangerous. <laughs> uh, there, there was a uh, sort of, like, almost like a welcome to Earth scene later on in the movie. Um and uh oh uh, go ahead i was just gonna ask and i I hate to spoil it for everybody but what's the secret how do they how do they fight back against such amazing technology great question so here's the deal um it's the water so yeah that it's almost (laughs) that bad so here's the deal they find out that the aliens um are we like that they're uh they they kill one that like boards the ship for no apparent reason um (laughs) 
and uh, they they like oh, test oh. out its suit, its alien suit, and they find out that like it has like super sunglasses, and so they must be like really um like scared of the sun or like uh you know sensitive to the sun, which doesn't whatever. Anyway, so like at the towards the end of the movie, they like maneuver their ship where the sunrise, a la like uh tw- two towers. Um, right. Same of the movie, right? Yep. That'll right. work. Yeah. Um, the sunrise comes up and hits them, and at the same time. Taylor Kitsch and the Japanese guy, because the ships have the same, like, you know, they, they have sun sunscreen too on the ships. Taylor Kitsch and the Japanese guy managed to break, shatter the ships. By the way, this is the ship that traveled at light speed down to Earth. <laughs> shatter the, the, the ship's, uh, like, hull, like the glass, uh, like, not the hull, but like the, the bridge. With uh, with with like sniper rifles, um, which makes all the sense in the world, really. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to think about that that hard to realize that it's genius. I'm and so confused. So they just like they blow that wide open. Sun gets in their eyes, and then they shoot the missiles at the ship because if the sun's in the captain's mm-hmm. eyes, then their super missile deflector things don't work. Right. So anyway, <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. They're like it's one of those movies that like even though you don't want to, you don't want to be like the dick like oh that makes tons of sense. You can't help yourself. Just like, "Oh my god, this is fucking retarded" the whole way through. Um and uh in the end um oh, Taylor Kitsch has a really great line that the uh the Japanese guys like, "We're all going to die." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to die. You're going to die. Those people over there are going to die, but not today." <laughs> <laughs> Really, it was really intense. Oh. Uh, and then Taylor Kitsch at the very end of the movie asks Liam Neeson if he can marry his daughter, and Liam Neeson says uh, that he'll take him out to lunch and they can uh, uh, negotiate his terms of surrender. Now you don't have to watch Battle. Oh my god! Thing. Awesome. You're welcome. Sequel? Sequel coming anytime soon? So. <laughs> just, just like there is for uh, whatever the fucking. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say John Carter. I was gonna say John. I'm actually, I've got. I'm gonna open up Taylor Kitsch's IMDb page right now and see if he's at, like anything in production. Oh man! All right, that's a couple fantastic. Things, <laughs> couple of things going on right now. Uh, does it say R.I.P. next to him or no? <laughs> it's dead. All Taylor dead. Kitsch wins lifelong battle with fame. Yeah, <laughs> much. Awesome, awesome. So we did. We got some things done, as you can see over. Uh, Past couple of weeks, stood by our friend, best friend of the show, Joaquin Phoenix, took care of some movies. Wizard of Oz coming out this weekend. That's going to be interesting. But we have some other stuff slated, some other stuff planned. And this comes down to we did something like this before. Uh, we are in March, obviously, and some people might be familiar with the term March Madness. You know, NCAA tournament uh, coming your way, and it's going to be a good tournament, by the way, more than usual. But more importantly, we've done another bracket scenario of our own. At least that's what I can tell uh, from looking at this thing. Uh, James, can you explain a little more what we're bracketing this year for this whole March Madness competition thing? Uh, yeah, we decided to uh, pick a theme for the bracket, and uh, the theme that we're going to use is superhero movies. So Super- we went and uh, found the top 64 um you know, domestic gross movies, you know, the highest earning ones for the U.S., and put them in the list, seated in that way. Some of them are really good guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're, we'll make some decisions and find out who, what we think is the actual, you know, best movie for, you know, whatever purposes we deem. Now, anyway. you, uh, you created the bracket, is that right? Uh, or I got, you... I, I got an assist from co-host, uh, Joshua, actually. Okay. He, he's, he's the inventor of it. Interesting. As far as the actual physical like bracket itself, uh, the only the only reason I asked. So what you ended up doing is with the top one to sixty-four, you pretty much took them in fours, right? So it goes number one and number five and number nine. Like those are all in the same, like the northeast or like the north, the west, the south. Like those are. Uh, I think it's snakes. So I think like one and eight. If that makes sense. Yeah, so that would so, make sense. Yeah, like the top one of the first four and the okay. bottom one of the yeah. The only reason I ask is I, I noticed, uh, just to give you guys a taste of this, we're going to put this uh, bracket up at gunkabit.com. We'll also get it on Facebook. But what we're going to do is I'm noticing the number one seeds. Uh, we have Marvel's The Avengers, Spider-Man, uh, and then The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises all in different, uh, different quarters. But 
I was curious if the Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises thing was on purpose or if it just happened to be that. Excuse me, be that way. No, no, it's that's you know they were the number two and number three right. highest grossing, so they get thrown in different quarters. They're number one seeds in their own yep. region. So here's the plan, and I'll see if I can uh, lay this out uh, well enough here. We've created the bracket. Sounds like Joshua and James have created the bat the bracket. Thank Joshua you, doesn't Joshua. doesn't help, so that's 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 a, it'll be a surprise to him. Right, right. So. <laughs> Um, after it's created, Jeff, myself, and James, uh, the three people, uh, mainly our, uh, uh, host of the show are going to go through this and we're going to run through round one. We're going to decide the run round one through voting. We have three of us, so that'll work. And then after that, we are going to have our guest hosts help us choose the victors all the way to the winner of the superhero bracket by the end of March. And we're going to play along a little bit on the boards at gungpit.com. So if you want to jump in on this, we'll be there. Uh, we're definitely going to be uh, doing the votes during the week for the round one session. So if you want to try to uh, sway us one way or the other, uh, that will be your chance. But we'll get this thing posted for you. I don't want to go through the whole list because obviously it's a long 64 teams, but it'll be there for you to look at. And everybody that wants to be involved, feel free to uh, hop online or uh, bother us uh, anywhere in emails. Uh, you can find them all at the gungpit.com stuff. And it should be fun. Uh, Mark Madness is a blast. We did something similar to a sci-fi with somebody else's bracket that we try to, we voted through. Yeah, that's fun. more of a critique situation. Right, right. So this will be an interesting comparison of what we think would win out of like favorites based on also how much money things have made. It'll yeah. be a little... Be kind I have of a feeling a lot of high grocers are going down. An editorial. <laughs> well, on, uh, it's going to be an indictment on Hollywood itself. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Blade Trinity? Dark Horse? Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Hey, it's my favorite Blade. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. Okay. Oh, so we're right Electra, I think, has a really good shot. I'm so amped for this. I'm so amped. Uh-huh. So we'll talk about that soon. And it's been... Uh, uh, it's unfortunate. I'm sorry, everyone, we didn't make it last week. Thank you guys so much for sticking around with us. And uh, yeah, thank you, listeners. Thank you, live listeners. I know Josh uh, chimed in, or queued in at some point. He's listening. And uh, yeah, thank you, James and Jeff, for the input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, drive safe, people. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. The Monica Bellucci Movie Hour Reloaded. See ya. Yeah, I'm looking at the first email. Yeah, back. you look at the second email, I edited it. I don't remember what the other, the third one was. What if, what if Jim's name was not, was not the Jim, but Ed, and we were talking about him, we'd be like, Ed, 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 Ed. And what if your name was Ed too, Greg, and I was like, hey, I wanted to tell you that Jim did it. I'd say, Ed, 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 Ed. Please visit Bob Blah blog. So we obviously have to address the our concerns with the academy. <laughs> the way you're laughing makes it funnier. I'm just thinking about what our concerns with the academy can be. I'm like I can imagine like a recurring character like West Virginia Jim. <laughs> West Virginia Jim, what do you think about the Academy? Bunch of homos. <laughs> Wouldn't last one day in a coal mine. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs>